Welcome to the Manology Project Podcast. I am your host, Quentin Crumby. And on this channel, we're going to be discussing what true manhood looks like as we understand our value, our identity, and our purpose as men using godly principles. Now let's get to it. Yo, welcome back to the Manology Project Podcast. And of course, I'm your host, Quentin. And uh, listen, man, I got a treat for you guys today. So as you know, we're kicking off this year, really diving into our uh, the, our values, our identity, and our purpose, which is what we stand for on this podcast. Uh, and we're kicking off this the first part of this month, uh, really diving into mentorship. Uh, uh, last uh, episode, I know if you guys uh, joined in with me, I had a good friend of mine, Anthony uh, Faka, on and uh, with Aspire Detroit, and they're doing great things. And now. That was more mentorship. Now I have my a good friend of mine, actually, and this is we'll dive into the story of how we met once we started. <laughs> but, uh, this is a great guest, a great friend, uh, Gary uh, Fenderson, uh, and he is the founder and uh, operator of the Fathers on a Mission uh, nonprofit organization. Um, I'm going to let him tell you all of what they have going on, and then we're going to talk about the importance of what father or what a father is all about. So how you doing, Gary? I'm doing well, sir. Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. No problem. Thank you for uh, coming on, man. I appreciate it. Um, I'm happy to have you to come on here and discuss, you know, the nonprofit organization. Um, as we were talking earlier, is that uh, uh, I think that fathers are very important. Um, I think that this culture and this society we live in now have a strong absence of fathers. So uh, please just give us a good old fashioned background <laughs> <laughs> talk on exactly what is fathers on a mission so that people can get an understanding. OK, thank you. Uh, well, Fathers on a Mission uh, is a nonprofit organization um, that I started uh, basically back in 2017 is when we established it. Um, uh, it was um, started. Actually, the idea came to me um, one night when my wife and I were um, walking through our bedroom, uh, praying uh, uh, over over my daughter who had uh, just terrible acid reflux when she was younger. Okay. So, you know, we were walking through the room praying and, and everything. And, um, it came to mind. The question came to mind was to me was, you know, I wonder how many other fathers are, you know, going through, um, which at that time for, for me, it was a, it was a struggle. I mean, there was nothing I could do to, you know, help alleviate the problem. So I was mm -hmm. just, uh, just asking myself the question, how many other you know, fathers out there are going through not only this, but other things and other challenges too. Right. Where um, we could all maybe come together and just kind of support each other. Um, so basically that's where it, it was, it was birthed. And then, uh, you know, we just kind of rolled off into, uh, turn it into a, turn it into a, a full fledged nonprofit, um, which that basically started last year. Okay. Um, so we're looking to put some programs together uh, to serve fathers, to serve families and to serve the community. That's good. I mean, so like uh, if you had like three strong uh, points on what you guys do uh, or, or or the mission on really what you're trying to do for fathers, what would that be? 
Uh, I, I would say the number one thing is that we want to uh, minister and um, help men uh, be the best fathers that they can be. Um, uh, we want to establish programs and um, other things that help build the man. Um, you know, people come from, you know, as you know, different backgrounds and uh, things like that. So we want to um, we're hoping to put together programs, uh, Bible studies and things like that. Um, devotionals and, you know, maybe even like workshops and things like that, where people can first work on themselves and then in tune after working on themselves, you know, right. develop into the the men and the fathers that God has created us to be. Yeah. See, and I think that that is uh, that's going to be pretty paramount seeing that this culture today. Um, well, I don't want to just say this culture today. I mean, right across the whole board, man, we're having a hard time uh, centering in on that, um, on what a father is, you know, some of the sole purposes of a father. Right. Uh, some of us just, you know, some of the narrative around it is just that, you know, I take care of my kids. You know, I hear that a lot, which is, you know, because you throw in money at them. But uh, but kids can be bought with money when they actually need love. Right. So uh, I, and I do like that, uh, that the program would actually be able to help men center in on themselves uh, right. to be able to get to become the best that you can be. I mean, you're a dad, man. I mean, you know, there is no manual. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's no instruction. There is nothing. Nothing. Uh, and no. and the and this is the thing. So you know, and we're both believers. So, uh, but the Bible gives you some, some guidelines. It gives you some great instructions, right? Exactly. But this is the part I always have to say. What about the walkthrough? Right. One a.m. and my daughter's <laughs> having <an> acid reflux. <laughs> right. Where is that information at? See, well, what, well, what, well, what page is that on, right? <laughs> <laughs> what page is that on? You know, when 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 you as a father and it's your first time around and, and you're trying to figure this thing out, um, uh, which is I think that a lot of men probably also have a hard time with parenting and building relationship. Yes. Um, you know, that is a, probably one of the toughest situations that I think that put us in is. How do you be tough? How do you be gentle? Right. You know, how much how much parenting do I need to do versus how much relationship I need to build? Um, that, just kind of dive in on that for you as a father. Um, you know, what 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 was your first take uh, on that type of uh, between building relationship? Because you have daughters, right? Right. Two daughters. Right. Two daughters. Yes. Uh, which is a whole nother, <laughs> a whole nother ballpark. Uh, right. We're building relationships with daughters, but uh, just kind of walk through that, man. I mean, what was that first hit? You know, you're saying you get your first kid as a father. Um, and then what was that first thing that's running through your mind uh, when you get it? And I'm going to tell you what mine was. <laughs> okay. 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 Uh, I mean, the, the initially of course is uh, is, as you said, there's no manual for this. So um, trying to 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 walk it out, figure it out. Um, you know, there are different courses, different books, different seminars and workshops you can go to. Um, but obviously, um, it's not until you actually walk it out and actually, right. you know, 
um, experience, you know, fatherhood firsthand. And, to, and, and, and it's not until you do that that you actually understand how in depth and how complex this thing called <laughs> this thing called fatherhood really is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even um, from the um, perspective of you know how it impacted my my wife and I's relationship. You know, that's that's a whole nother dynamic. So I um, never found a scripture that talked about that impact. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Not at all. Man. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I was just going to say uh, um, just I mean, just the just the whole idea of, um, you know, watching her grow, um, looking at her. You know, looking into my eyes and knowing that that she's counting on me to be the best that I can be. So in turn, she can be the best that she can be. Right. Now, um, what type of pressure before you even go to the next one? Now, this is uh, I think this is the biggest pressure here. Um, and I'm not sure if um, this is why a lot of uh, fathers are fleeting today. Uh, but that pressure looking at the child and that child looking because that is that's hey guys it's real this this is a real thing that happens when you first get that first glimpse and that that baby looks into your eyes this is a this is like in the hospital you you, you ain't even got home yet you can already feel the pressure of needing to be yeah right and you can fill in your narrative on what you need to be but you can feel the pressure of needing to be and i'm wondering and i'm gonna continue to research but i think that that initial pressure um is what sends fellas awol yeah because it's a heavy weight and and i me and my wife we talk about this all the time and i was like they don't the culture doesn't talk about how hard it is to be a man right we talk about how hard it is to be a black man. We talk about how hard to be this man. We don't, but right. literally being an actual man that, or not even just a man, but how hard it is just to be a father. Right. Just, just the responsibilities of, of being a father uh, that nobody really talks about. It's almost right. like it's, and I think maybe because there's, you know, uh, what they say, 52, 62% of our young men out there right now are fatherless. Right. So there's no fathers in the home. That's a high. I think it's actually it's more like 72 yeah, percent of no fathers high. in the home. That's 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 a lot of a wall fellas that's out there. Hey fellas, where y'all at, man? Right. I mean, yeah, that's 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 seven out of ten, right? <laughs> that's seven out of ten. I mean, we need to do better, but help is on the way, right? Because exactly, fathers on a mission is a place that's developing programs. That will actually help you. So, fellas, you out there, listen, I know it's tough. I don't know what I'm doing. The pressure is on me. I promise you when this COVID is all over, Mr. Gary is going to get you tight (laughs) (laughs) Uh, because it's very necessary. Uh, And and then also when I looked at the numbers, um, the suicide rate for men is high, higher than women. and fathering, man, that pressure from just fathering amongst, you know, finance and everything. But I think parenting as another level of stress, dude, that's just there. Um, and like you said, that child looking at you and you automatically know or feel I can't mess up. Right. Yeah. I can't make any mistakes. 
can't make any mistakes. This, this little girl, this little boy is counting on me 110%. Yeah. So I mean, the, the pressure, it, it is real. It is it's, real. It's and I think, real. It's, I think it's something um, that men need to come together, get together yeah. and help each other, you know, work through it and deal with it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's something that, that we really need to address. It. Absolutely. And then men are need to understand too that we don't need to be afraid. See, and I, I'm trying to be a. This podcast was basically created basically because I wanted to be able to create a space where we can actually have these type of conversations. You know, it's okay to say I'm I was scared when the kids got here. It was it's okay to be like, yo, I could have ran out the jumped out the window my own self. You know what I'm saying? Because you know when we had my son, dude, I didn't even have a job. Wow. Like, like somebody had to pay for my insurance so my wife could have my son. I literally got laid off my job right before, like months before my son was supposed to get here. So I had no insurance, no nothing. Wow. Talk about pressure, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, as a new father coming into this world. So then I have that my son is here and I don't have no job. Mm. So now remember, we started off by saying that when they look at you, <laughs> you can feel <laughs> You can feel the pressure that I must be. Right. And uh, my wife had a C-section. So basically we have four days in the hospital and our nurse was hilarious. She dropped the uh, Quentin off in there for four days. That was it. Like I had to change him, feed him, everything. Um, mm -hmm. And so I was able to reflect, dude, like really like talk to my own self. Like, wow. Just looking at him like, man, dude, like I can't. I can't screw you. Like I can't right. screw you over right. as a dad. Like, what do I have to do? Uh, and I'm a Christian and I'm still asking this question. Right. 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 I know the Bible. I know God's word, but I'm still asking this question. That's how serious the father position is, is that you're still with question. Right. Am I equipped and ready for somebody like this? Like, right. like and like, this is the whole life I'm responsible for. Now, mind you, man, we're both married. Right. Like, I thought that having a wife was like the, oh, my goodness. And yeah. it really wasn't. You know, kids change the whole dynamic of, you know, you go from a husband or boyfriend, buddy, all of that to right. a father. Now, you you know, you're extremely responsible for someone's every single day. Uh, and it's different between children and your wife or your spouse. Right. Uh, so my thing is that when you look at that, so you talked about reading books and all that kind of stuff. You personally, starting off, what did you do to actually gear yourself around the preparation or the what was the prep work that you put in uh, to at least get you on the journey? Because nobody can really perfect it, but you can't jump into the journey. Uh, some of us jump in prepared and then some just kind of, like I said, it, you just, you in it and then you trying to learn these hard curves along these hard, you know, these knucklehead lessons along the way. But what did you do to really kind of pre-prep other than, I know you're saved, so I know the Bible and all that stuff, but, but outside of God's word, did you use anything else to actually give you any prep work? Uh, well, actually my wife and I, we went through, um, one of the things that we did was we uh, went through the book, how, um, what to expect when you're expecting. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. So we, we yeah. went through that book. Um, and we also had another book that basically 
went through month to month, um, kind of basically explained how the baby was developing and all of that stuff. So um, uh, once once she actually got here, um, you know, we went through the, the Lamaze classes, which was kind of cool. Um, I had always always looked forward to doing that, so I got a, I got an opportunity opportunity <laughs> to do that. Um, didn't get a chance to do it with our second one. She was just born in July, so it was COVID. So oh, no, uh, right, no uh, Lamaze classes for her. Um, but basically, you know, trying to you know talk to as many you know guys as I could, you know, trying to pick the brains of people that I know who you know, in my eyes are good fathers and, you know, yeah. just trying to, trying to get as much insight and knowledge as I can. Yeah. Um, but then after that is, it's, it's all hands on deck and it's, it's basically, you know, something that you have to walk out. <laughs> Definitely have to roll it out. Like, yeah. uh, uh, but I do like the circle. Um, I think mm -hmm. that we as men need to start really building uh, more tighter circles around being a father, being a husband, being a man, Right. Uh, because I think society seems like as if men don't get hit with stuff and we do. Um, right. We actually get pretty devastated by some things. Uh, we're just tough. So, you know, if you come from the old school, you know, it was, it was suck it up, big dog and get busy. Right. right. So um, now they call it like toxic masculinity. Mm. <laughs> um, and I'm still, I, I want to do a, and a full episode on on toxic masculinity because I'm kind of in and I'm kind of down in the middle. I think that the toughness can be put there. It needs to be a certain way you do it. But I think to to be the head of a household, to be the leader, there's got to be some grit there. Um, and so okay. you can't be a, you can't be a soft whiny guy. Um, and I and the reason why I say that is because basically, who will the family lean on? Exactly. Like the family has got to know that there's an anchor in the house. Right. That never crumbles. Right. Under no circumstances. Right. So that's what fathers, that's, that's old school thinking. I, I, I'm, I'm 45. I mean, I'm, I'm right on the cusp. I'm 70. I'm in the 70. I'm a 70s kid. So, right. <laughs> um, Me too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's the anchor. Like I've always thought that uh, as we, as, as fathers or even as husbands, need to be the anchor. Uh, and I remember laughing with my son and I was like, you know, I was like, son, if you came down and I told you something happened, I said, and dad is just in here bawling, you know, mm -hmm. I'm crying, man. I'm, uh, you know, I'm just going to town. And I was like, well, what, what, how would that make you feel? And he was like, I don't really know. He's like, I don't really know because we come to you. When we have a problem, when we have problems, we come to you. So if you can't handle a problem, then who do we go to? Now, those are his words. Like, if right. you can't handle problems, then who? Do we... Right, right. What are my options? What am I? And I'm looking like, well, I didn't think that deep. He was like, well, I'm just thinking that if I'm crushed, if mom is crushed, if Carrington is crushed. We look for you, dad, to be, you know, my son is not even of the old school, but to, under my leadership, he's thinking somebody's got to be found the foundation right the right. foundation doesn't crack like under pressure right. like jesus is our foundation he doesn't crack under pressure we bring him all kind of stuff exactly and jesus stayed just as solid as day one like yeah. he don't and 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 clearly the bible tells us that we should love our wives as christ loved the church right 
And so if Christ is the rock, the foundation for, for the body of the church, which is the bride, right? then I expect us as fathers and as husbands to maintain that same mentality around the, being the foundation, being gentle and being and gentle and having showing strength all at the same time. Right. Being the lion and the lamb at the same and time. Saying, now, yeah. my thing is, is that it. it and I said that because I wanted to kind of go into that as a father, because I know that's probably another piece on the directive. I know a lot of guys, man, that had a whirlwind with their sons. Right. Mm -hmm. They're like this. It's like. Man, me and my son almost had a fight, man. I almost had to throw this dude down the stairs, man. I had to do this. And I'm thinking. Where's this breakdown? You know, now, now, and these are Christian guys. I ain't even got to my non-Christian. Like, right. But the Bible clearly tells us not to provoke right. our sons or our daughters. Right. Uh, so when you think about provoking, right? So we're the hands, we're lying, and we're the lamb. But that one scripture about not provoking our 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 kids, like what do you what what is your perspective on that? Not to provoke. <laughs> <laughs> you said it. move on to the next thing, sir. <laughs> to see. Wow. Yeah, that's 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 a da that's a daily one. Um, um, I mean, to give you a little bit about a little bit of my background, um, I grew up and my father was my father was present, and uh, my mother and my father were present. Um, and my father was a he was he was a you said you were old school. He was real old school. <laughs> so he was he was a he had the militant militant mindset you know and he grew up on the farm so he was i mean he was a man's man oh yeah no no uh, no lotion type no, no lotion at all yeah so so i i grew up in a home where um i guess there was a lot of yelling so to speak uh oh yeah yeah, yeah i mean he was a that's a man's man, right? That's the old yeah. school. Yeah, you do this, you do that, you know, get up, do it now. That 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 kind of mentality. Yeah. So by me having girls and growing up in that type of environment, oh, uh, you can kind of imagine, you know, yeah. the, the 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 lid that I have to keep on myself. Yeah. Um, I know my wife and I, we've had you know several conversations about. You know, you got to make sure you're not you're not raising your voice too much, you know, at the right. at our daughter and everything and just making sure that um, I don't, you know, scar her for a lot of lack of a better, better term right. um, moving forward. Um, and um, actually, I was um, back in 2018 just to kind of be a little vulnerable here. Um, I actually went in and sought counseling for that. Yeah. Um, so I feel like I'm, you know, getting a little better. Um, but it's 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 a it's it's something that you have to remind yourself on a constant on a consistent basis. Right. Um not to provoke them. Right. <laughs> to provoke them. Yeah. Now, okay, man, now you just took me into another spin here. Um mm -hmm. because going to get counseling, uh, see this is see like this is like true manhood, true fatherhood at its finest, right? Um mm -hmm. We should be looking at ourselves as fathers and cleansing ourselves. Exactly. Like we should be purging ourselves. And uh, and I talked to when I meant I mentored some men, um, uh, some guys, and um, 
My main thing is that we as the men create this atmosphere. Right. So this is what you're so this is what you know the wife is talking about, right? Mm -hmm. Because you create an atmosphere. Everybody learns, grows, purge. I mean, uh, the spiritual, everything happens under the atmosphere that you create for your home. Right. So if you are a very loud, rowdy dude, and you don't want your wife, you don't want your daughters dating that good dude. Exactly. They're going to date who they're accustomed. The atmosphere that brought them up is what they're going to want to go to first. Like, so no matter what you tell them, the atmosphere of which they grew up in is what they're going to, they're going to, they're going to be drawn to that atmosphere. Exactly. And you'll be looking like this guy is blah, blah, blah. And they're like, he's just like you, dad. <laughs> literally. I mean, and you'll be thinking he's nothing like me. And they're thinking, no, he's everything like you. Yes. And they're really only talking about the yelling. They're yeah. not even talking about, because you're definitely two different people. Right. But to them, the yelling is what brings you guys together. So they feel like, man, I got somebody exactly like my dad. Exactly. Exactly. And it was funny because just the other day, I mean, I'm talking about like two, three days ago, um, I was sitting and I was thinking and the spirit of God dropped that on the inside of me. Basically, how would you feel? Basically painted a picture for me where say, you know, she's, you know, an adult with her own family, you know, and, you know, you know, grandpa's is grandpa and grandma are coming to visit. And, you know, I walk up, walk up the sidewalk toward the house and, right, you know, open the door. And my son-in-law is like giving it to my daughter. And, you know, the Lord was like, how would you feel about that? Yeah. I would feel pretty yeah. upset. Yes. <laughs> you said checkmate. Exactly. Checkmate. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that yeah. was that was just the other day. Yeah. Know? So um, I, you God have to be continuing to deal with me, yeah. you know, on that yeah. level, though. Yeah, because that's going to be uh, and I and just a little background on me, as I was saying before that. So I come out of a divorced family mm -hmm. uh, and then it was an abusive marriage. OK, um, so we got out. I was like 10 years old. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, so that my mom, that was like her main thing is that, oh, no, I can't have sons like that. Right. So I make people laugh because I'm like, I think for like three or three to five years straight, my mom soaked us in. Uh, and bless oil <laughs> every night and pray for us because she did not want us to be um like that. Uh, but this is the funny part, right? I still got my dad's temper. Mm. So as a young guy, I had a quick temper. Wow. And it didn't take much. Right. I mean, I can give it and I can go too. Mm. Like I was... I would go like, boom. Um, but then as I got older and I got about 18, 19, man, right before I met my wife and I literally had just had like this, I just started shedding everything. I wouldn't, I didn't date for like a year. Uh, it was, I just was in a shedding moment. I was like, I'm just ready to be done uh -huh. to where my mom was like, dude, what in the world is going on? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, not knowing that God was actually preparing me for my wife. 
basically uh it was hibernation i didn't do i'm not i'm not trying to over spiritualize like i went on the mountain and i was fasting no it just i just started purging like i just and i know it was the holy spirit but at that time and i wasn't even saved i just mm-hmm. the holy spirit was looking like i gotta get this dude evidently i gotta get this guy going another way or he's he gonna miss this woman that's headed his way <laughs> now me and my lady met at 16 uh, we didn't start dating until it didn't come back around until she till she was in college till, okay. till we okay. turned 21. Okay. Uh, but right when I before I knew I wanted to get married, I asked God, I was like, yo, I can't have this temper and not be like my dad. Like I can't I can't have a temper and then say that I'm not going to do the same stuff. Right. The temper is the driving force. Like self-control is a fruit of a, of the spirit like it's one of the fruits of the spirit it's one of them is one of the most important ones because self-control for men is very very important uh, because we're shaping and designing this atmosphere for people to live in right like this is what we do we create this atmosphere for people to be able to 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 live right like and so when i look at that uh, and I just got to get rid of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did. And it was like the next three days. Then I got challenged. So I had dudes trying to fight me. I had, it was like a crazy whirlwind of like six months, wow. like literally like a crazy whirlwind of like six months. Um, and then it came back around again after we got married, uh, the first year of marriage, not in our house, but people on the outside. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, God, what? No, let this dude know what does you know? I'm looking like <laughs> I'm about to go rip this dude head off. Uh, and I had, and I'm saying this because I had that same thing. The Holy Spirit just kept showing me, hey, but he kept showing me me with my wife, like, yo, you carry this over. Mm-hmm. I can't protect you. I can't protect you if you carry not having self control. I can't protect you. You, right. I can protect you if you practice self-control. When we practice not no self-control, then you leave the Holy Spirit pretty much in handcuffs because it's yeah. like, yo, I operate in self-control. I don't operate. And people who are not in self-control, I don't operate with those. I operate with those who are in self-control. Right. I change those who are who have no self-control but I don't operate with them. Like I don't, I'm not, I'm not rolling with you and you just out here doing whatever you want to do. Exactly. Um, and so I literally dude, I had to do the same thing was continue to check myself. And so I had to literally ask God like, what? So what is it? What did my dad miss? What did all these fathers out here who can't stay married? What are they missing? And the guy says so clearly, dude, he's like consistency. Hmm. I'm consistent with the church. See, right. we, 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 we take that love your wife, your wife, like God love the church. And then we spirit over spiritualize it. Right. <laughs> and God was like, I just want you guys to know that it's about being consistent. Right. You right. need to be the exact same person day in and day out, which make, which makes it very easy for your family to trust, love, and listen. Mm-hmm. Trust, love, and listen. Your family would do it all day long when you're consistent. Right. Dad is going to be the same way. Dad, I just wrecked your car. Same look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, literally. Literally. Yeah. I just told me. He said, 
because if you're up and down, then you, 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 that's called provoking because right. now I'm going to be elevated and now I'm here. So now your son don't really know who you are. So now, you know what kids do? They shut down. Exactly. So now your daughter, that my daughter, they out there doing stuff and then they're not going, they're not going to tell you when they're in trouble because they're afraid of the big bag wolf who come out when they tell you something bad. Exactly. They don't know uh, which, daddy, which daddy they're going to get. <laughs> and, and this is the thing is that kids will tell, they will pour their heart out to somebody who's calm mm-hmm. under all circumstances. Right. My son just started driving, dude. And I got a nice car. <laughs> and this dude pulling out the back and out of the house. And this dude hit the light pole. Ooh. So he scraped the side of the car, light pole, with the side of my car. This he's like, dad, dad, dad. I said, bro, I have insurance. Mm-hmm. Why pay for insurance and then yell at you? I pay insurance for accidents. That's what I pay my insurance for is for accidents, collision accidents. This right. was an accident. That's what I pay insurance for. And he just dead. He came home from school. Dad, dad, I'm still so sorry. I said, sorry. I said, listen, the day that dad put anything over your life, then you have a problem. Right. When I make something else more valuable than you are to me, then that's a problem. But you see how you correlate that with God. Like, right. Yeah. That's why guys get jealous. It's like, dude, don't put no idols. Don't, don't do that to me. No, no, I can't stand that. I can't stand <laughs> I can't stand it. I'm not going to have it. He can't stand that. He don't want you putting things in front of him. And so as fathers, that's a very important thing. That's why I say I take my hat off to go get counseling. Like I would love to do a hundred men and then ask how many men have actually saw an issue in themselves and then went and got help. Right. And it's, it's so important, man, because our, uh, our families are dependent on us. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And when we don't take self inventory, yeah, we don't um, take time to build ourselves and to grow and to develop into the men, the fathers that God has created us to be. Right. I mean, there is not just us that's being shortchanged. It's also our families, our friends, our coworkers. Yep. I mean, there are a lot of a lot of lives that are being impacted when we don't step up and do what we know we need to do in order to be who we know we need to be so that God can be glorified ultimately. Right. And one of the things too, is also just, um, I, I was just talking to one of my buddies and I was like, it appears that we're actually even raising our sons now to just be baby dads. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I don't really hear a lot of people raising their sons more on marriage than they are just, Hey man, just take care of your kid, man. you be good. And, <clears throat> taking care of your kid outside of the home, man, it's just, it's like maybe about a fourth of what that kid needs. Exactly. You know, it's like, I mean, and it could be even less than that because, and you know, because you're in the house with your daughters every day. Right. How pure are your daughters today? I mean, when you look at them, there are, they're like, white snowflakes they're so pure yes so that lets me know that when they leave my house they're pure Mm -hmm. 
if they're not dating anybody, they stay pretty pure. Yeah. It's when you start building those relationships is when things started getting a little murky. Um, and so you're trying to teach, you know, our young guys think it's just okay to throw women away. And I got my kid. I could take care of my kid. I need. Yeah. But that the damage is still done. Right. Just because you buy in tennis shoes and this and stuff, man, but damage and absence of your presence in their life is damaging. Right. And then the fact that the fact that, you know, that relationship has broken down impacts them when yeah. they when they get of age, you know, when they start, like you said, start dating and, you know, bit one, wanting to build their own family. Yeah. Um, I mean, they look at the relationship that they came from. You know, right. So, <laughs> right. so you, I mean, you, you, you can understand how important it is for not only us to to do what we need to do to be great fathers, right? But then we also need to demonstrate what what a good husband looks like. <laughs> That's why I said the job is so tough. It is. Like, it, it, it's it's multi dimensional. It's multi dimensional. So, we have so, so many has, things. Yeah, so many angles and so many facets of it. Um, and I'm and I'm just learning that. I mean, my daughter, my oldest daughter is six. Um, and you know, just in the, in these six years, I mean, God is just really like showing me just basically the parallel between yep. him as our heavenly father right. and us as men in flesh, yep, um, you know, being led by the spirit of God, right? Um, as fathers in the home. I mean, it's right. it's, it's 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 a mind-blowing parallel, mind-blowing. Yeah, and and this is funny because when I meant when I counsel anybody and I, when I counsel anybody about to get married, that's probably the first thing I ask the young man to do is to go read and then write a summary on God loving the church and why would He say, "Husband, love your wife the way I love the church." Go, go do, go, go research that. Mm-hmm. I really dig into that to find out exactly. What does that really mean? Right. Because God covers. He covers. <laughs> he covers, covers, covers. He holds no records of wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Bible clearly says that he does all of that, washes it up, cleanses it, and then he presents it back to himself. Right. So what are we doing? You know what I'm saying? Like it's it, the, the line seem like it should be pretty cut and dry because it's like, yo, we get married. I'm a husband. Okay. And you don't understand that you're trying to blend two minds into one. Right. Basically two histories. <laughs> two, dude. Yes. If you're, if you, if you're not, if you're not 17, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, real actually these kids today, man, at 17 have life. They, they've lived a life already. Exactly. Uh, because our culture is so, you know, so wild uh, today, but you're right. You're, you're taking two histories, man, and you're trying to try to make a new history. Um, And, and, and with that, you're trying to shed all this stuff off. So my thing is that husband and wives got to really learn how to work together. Like you got to work together as a team so that the consistency can stay there. Uh, I tell young guys, I was like, your wife is not obligated to do all that stuff. She's a helper. She's a weaker vessel. Stop mm-hmm. holding your wife to something that she's not even held to by God. Right. Well, man, she always, I was like, yeah, but so does the church. 
<laughs> and when you use it in parallel to God with the church as the bride, we're all over the place. Right. Listen, we're all over the place. We cussing, we saying, I'm sorry. We drink a little, we say, I'm sorry. We do this, say, Lord, I'm sorry. So we're going back and forth our whole life. I doubt you today. I love you tomorrow. I mean, it's like, what is going on? But he stays so consistent right. and so faithful to the body of Christ. And right. God is like that. That is how you create the habit. That's how come any person, save or unsaved, when 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 that fire hit them, they gonna call on God. Oh yeah. You know why? Because overall, you know that He is very faithful and consistent on His end. Right. You may not want to admit it. You may not want to serve in the way you know you need to. But when that fire hits you, <laughs> I got friends, man. I got friends. No, I'm tight, Q. I'm tight, Q. Oh, Q, could you pray for me, man? My uh, grandmother is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Could you? Oh yeah, I got you, man. Oh, thanks, man. You know, I know to come to you because I know that you, you, you gotta, you gotta, you got God's ear. You got. I'm like, so they know, right? So it's known that God is very faithful on His side, whether we want to live the perfect way or not. Right. But we know that He stays consistent, and that's what we just want to do for our kids. We want to be, especially daughters. My daughter is the strongest, sensitive young lady I've ever met next to my wife who is also the exact same way really so my wife is this mighty power punch woman mm -hmm. and just as soft as a piece <laughs> of cotton it's like and my daughter's the exact same way wow so if i say something very stern my daughter she's done mm. oh dad i you just wow well she's and i'm like i wasn't even <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even trying to do right but to her. Yeah. She, all she could think is that, man, this is how you are. And you changed a little bit mm -hmm. and that's it. Right. And so, and I learned that even with my son, I was like, the Lord told me, he was like, dude, you got to be the same. So I'm telling you fellas out there, listen, don't this is not good because people can't trust listen they can't learn like they can't learn from somebody who's all over the place right they just can't you can't be my friend and take my word for it if i'm not consistent right that's what you base that's what you base grown men based off of consistency right how many times do q hit the mark <laughs> tell me if I can trust him or not and yeah. our wives and our kids do the same <laughs> the exact same thing <laughs> they, do, they do the same thing man but listen we're going to close out of here we're almost close to the time but um, just want to reiterate man Fathers on the Mission uh, great uh, non-profit organization um, I'm just starting to get myself um, into the mix, uh, getting more information on it from Gary. So I'm asking you guys, after you listen to this, I'm going to put all his information in there. Um, if you, if you are a father who's struggling or not even really struggling, but just got some questions, this is a place for you. If you know somebody who is in that same position, this will be a place for them. You ask the question, do I got to live in Michigan to be a part of this? 
I'm going to say no. I'm sure he'll find a way to get information to you, even if you're out of state. Uh, but if you're definitely in the metropolitan Michigan area, this will be a place for you. Uh, so hopefully you guys enjoyed the podcast. I'm going to put all Gary stuff inside the notes, the comment section on there. Um, definitely reach out to him, man. He's a great guy. I'm going to tell you that he does have his first event that's going to be coming up. And that event is a virtual daddy and daughter dance. Um, it's going to be phenomenal. Uh, I can't wait to see how they put it all together. Uh, but what I'm going to do is ask you guys to uh, grab the information, send a little email to him, get that information. If you want to have be a part of the daddy daughter dance that will be done virtually, I'm telling you, I think it'll be a great time. I think I'm going to go ahead and register for me and my daughter and, um, and it'll be great. So listen, Hey, Thank you guys for joining. Subscribe to our podcast. We're on all the social media platforms, all the downloading and streaming uh, platforms. And this is your host, Quentin. And you guys have a great day. And I'm out. Peace out.